Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rocking good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Michael. We're three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all times and other interesting musings and ruminations about the music and the rockers who inspire us. Today, we're very excited to announce that Rocktail Hour is now sponsored by a genuine rock band called The Trip. They are Southern California's hottest cover band. In fact, Gigmasters has ranked The Trip as the number one rock cover band in the U.S. They play current hits and the greatest songs from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and they are available to play your holiday party, corporate event, or even your wedding. And you can find more information about The Trip on the link on our website or at meetthetrip.com. In this Rocktail Hour, Michael is going to bring us the story behind one of the greatest rock and roll tunes of all times, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Thanks, Tim. This is indisputably one of the greatest rock songs of all time. It was voted number three on VH1's 100 Greatest Rock Songs. It is number 31 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. And it was the most requested song on FM radio in the United States during the 1970s. Uh, Jimmy Page's solo on Stairway was, has also topped the greatest guitar solos of all time on Guitar World Reader polls for a number of years. You know, on the 20th anniversary of the original release, it was announced that the song had been played 2.874 million times on radio. Holy cow. If you played those songs back-to-back, -back, it would run a straight 44 years. Wow. <laughs> People love this song, and it's been played over and over. Now, of course, Stairway was um, released on Led Zeppelin IV in November of 1971. The song originated in 1970 when Jimmy Page and Robert Plant were spending a lot of time together uh, really writing songs. It was one of the, their most prodigious years collaborating together and turning out music. Page says that he was hanging out with Robert. Page was kind of playing the electric guitar, playing the acoustic guitar, swapping back and forth between the two. And Robert was sitting there listening to him, leaning up against the wall and kind of scribbling on a pad of paper. And at one point, Robert just kind of jumped up and started singing the lyrics to this song and apparently had about 80% of the song already formed. Wow. Plant's been quoted as saying that my hand was writing out the words. There's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold and she's buying a stairway to heaven. I just sat there and looked at them and almost leapt out of my seat. You hear a lot of stories behind great lyrics, and it's interesting, the, the process of writing, and, and I've heard it described many times that these writers, it's almost like it's being written in by a third person, that it's almost spontaneous and this kind of inspiration uh, that really flows from outside of them uh, or through them, but uh, it's not really a conscious process, and certainly Stairway uh, exemplifies that type of writing. The song, you know, simply according to plan, is a cynical aside about a woman getting everything she wanted all the time without giving anything back or any thought or consideration. He says that the first line begins with that cynical sweep of the hand, and it's softened up after that. The song really became sort of a medieval anthem. Uh, Page stated that the song, quote, speeds up like an adrenaline flow. 
Now, notably, Page really wanted to do a song like this that had a tempo that changed from beginning to end because, of course, Page was a studio musician. Uh, so was John Paul Jones. And according to Page, the one thing you don't do as a, spe- as a studio musician is speed up because if you huh. speed up, you, you won't be seen again. In, in other words, nobody's going to hire you again because studio musicians are you know, hired because they can keep the tempo. And having that constraint of having been a studio musician, he says he had always wanted to do something that had an uneven tempo throughout the song. And, and so this song does, has really kind of uh, several distinct musical sections in it. You know, it begins with that quiet introduction. Um, it, it's on a finger-picked guitar with four recorders being played, uh, which kind of gives it this medieval or Renaissance-type feel. And then moves into the you know, slow electric uh, middle section. Then Page's you know final guitar solo before moving into that that rock final section. But uh, you know with four distinct tempos. You know moving from slow to fast. Again, what what uh, what Page says is like that adrenaline f- flow. Boy, and, and when you you know when you get to the end, it's just it's just phenomenal. That solo is just brilliant, but apparently the process of coming up with it wasn't a smooth one. There's a story of Paige was in the uh, recording studio with the sound engineer and trying to lay down the track for that solo and went through it time after time and just wasn't nailing it. And the sound engineer said Paige was just looking at him paranoid and the sound engineer was looking back at Paige and and Paige finally said, you're, you're making me paranoid. And the, the sound engineer says, you're making me paranoid. And, <clears throat> and he, he kind of uh, created this, this symbiotic paranoia. That, and finally, Paige just you know, released it and then just you know, nailed it. Fantastic. Uh, Stairway was first performed publicly in 1971. Uh, the album had not been released yet. And so uh, they were at Belfast Ulster Hall playing a bunch of their songs and they started Stairway which is you know qu- quite a long song and uh, Paige says that the or rather John Paul Jones says that the audience was absolutely bored to tears through the song <laughs> because they didn't know what they were listening to it starts very slow and they were all sitting there the, the audience wanting to hear the songs they had come to hear not some new unusual and kind of unique tune in contrast, they then played the song at the L.A. Forum. Still, nobody had ever heard the song. The album, Led Zeppelin Four hadn't come out. But for some reason, the fans in L.A. absolutely ate it up and wow. gave them a standing ovation after hearing this song for the where nobody had heard it before. Uh, I'm not sure what it tells us about the difference between the audiences in, in Ireland and in L.A., but somehow the, the L.A. fans were receptive to receiving something new. Wow. The final performance of the song was in uh, July of 1980. Uh, because, and again, remember the genesis of the song is Paige noodling around, switching between the electric and, and the acoustic, and, and there's you know, different guitars used, including a 12-string and a 6-string. And in the studio, it's easy to swap between one and the other, but in live performance, you can't, which is why... Page famously always played that double neck Gibson, oh, cool. and and really became Page's trademark because he was always playing Stairway. After they released it, they had they essentially had to play it. You you say the last time they played it was 1980. 1980 with all the founding members of the band. Uh, the last time they played it w- was that year. It's been played subsequently. Page plays it uh, on solo. Page and Plant played it together when they were touring. 
um, plants played it here and there, but after Bonham died, um, it had not been played obviously with the with the founding members. Stairway was played at Live Aid in 1984 by the surviving members, uh, and it was played at the Atlantic Records 40th anniversary concert in 1988 uh, with Jason Bonham on drums. If you listen to Stairway, the the solo from Page is what we really remember but if you listen to Bonham's drums on that original track they are just ferocious the song as we noted has been played time and time again and it has worn out its welcome at least with Robert Plant Plant was quoted as saying that I'd break out in hives if I had to sing Stairway to Heaven (laughs) he says I wrote those lyrics and found that song to be some importance and consequence in 1971 but now, 17 years later, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's honest. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, I don't know that I should admit this, at least in this company. I have not heard this song since probably 1987, 1988. Uh, I had a coworker that listened to Led Zeppelin for over and over and over again on a boombox in his cubicle. And I could not get him to change it. Uh, I couldn't get him to switch. I'd, I'd even give him cassettes. I'd buy him cassettes as a you know an office gift for Christmas. He wouldn't play them. He listened to Led Zeppelin four over and over. So I literally have not heard this song, and I'm actually kind of uh, looking forward to going out and hearing it now after we've talked about it. It's given me a little bit of enthusiasm. But yeah, this is a great song, and clearly one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. There's just unquestionable. It, well, it's been overplayed. I mean, the one of my f- favorite vignettes from. Fast Times at Ridgemont High is when Damone is giving kind of love advice to Mark Ratner on how to be the man. And one of the things he says is, whenever possible, listen to side two of Led Zeppelin (laughs) 4. That's funny that you bring up that because I really liked Wayne's World. Uh, One of the funniest moments in Wayne's World is when Mike Myers... Uh, as Wayne takes his girlfriend into the guitar store because he's got that one guitar that he dreams of buying and the salesman takes it down off of the off of the rack and he begins to play the beginning of Stairway to Heaven and about four salesmen come running over and say stop stop and they point to the sign and it says no Stairway to Heaven (laughs) so clearly it's been played a bazillion times We talked a little bit about the live performances. Plant says that the most unusual performance of that song ever was during the Live Aid concert, when during the rendition of Stairway, he looks over and Duran Duran, who had been playing that concert as well, looks over and sees the members of Duran Duran literally weeping. Wow. Wow. I mean, the the song has had a, a huge impact on a lot of people, certainly musicians notwithstanding. Perhaps because it does have this medieval quality, uh, the song has been dr- brought into the controversy of sat- Satanism. Um, and famously, the 1982 television program by Trinity Broadcasting Network that um, really brought the idea of backmasking to the fore, uh, they, they highlighted Stairway to Heaven as one of the songs that contains backmasking. And they said that when you, if you play stairway backwards uh there are some satanic uh verses in that song now you know as, or as a result of this trinity broadcasting network program there was actually uh, california state assemblyman phil wyman proposed a state law that would require warning labels on records containing backmasking. 
And in, in April of 1982, the Consumer Protection and Toxic Materials Committee in California held a hearing uh, during which they played Stairway, and some could say that they could hear these purportedly satanic um, verses. Wow. If you play anything backward long enough, you're going to hear whatever <laughs> you want to hear. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know this, but recently there's been a conspiracy uh, that's been debunked. Uh, there really was no backmasking in the song this trinity broadcasting company had just heard the song one too many times and figured this would be a way that they would probably wouldn't have to hear it again <laughs> robert plant was always uh, very chagrined that they were having these satanic allegations levied at their song because robert always thought that this was a very positive and uplifting song uh, he, he chose generally not to speak about it, but their label, Swan Song Records, did issue a statement that said, quote, our turntables only play in one direction, <laughs> forward. <Yeah. laughs> That's fantastic. Who's got the time to listen to a record backwards just to make sure yeah. there aren't any kind of negative influences going on? I mean, you got to have some time on your hands. As I think I mentioned in another podcast, uh, I had some software that uh, I could flip the track around, and I listened to it 50 times backwards, and I didn't get one intelligible phrase out of it. So I'm not convinced that there's anything, any backwards masking. When I was young, I was taught that one of the uh, one of the indicators that someone was a, a follower of Beelzebub is that they would lose in a popular vote election and still become the president. So. <laughs> That one is true. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> well, thanks, Michael. That was an excellent rock tale hour about Stairway to Heaven. Um, before we finish this episode, I did want to take one more opportunity to thank our sponsor, The Trip. They are uh, Gigmaster's number one rock cover band in the United States. Uh, they have been for four years running. I've seen The Trip many times. Uh, I traveled all throughout Southern California this summer to watch them play on uh, three or four different occasions and they always deliver a fantastic show. Uh, they're extremely talented musicians. They play very tight. Uh, they deliver amazing vocals and, and they really ignite the crowd with energy. They have a vast repertoire of songs with the greatest rock and dance hits and top 40 hits from the 60s through today. Uh, they do great covers of Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Aerosmith, uh, the Who, U2, White Stripes, modern bands, old bands. They've played events for Microsoft and Sony Pictures, Honda, IBM, and a long list of high-profile clients. And they're regular performers in several Southern California clubs. Right now, you can hire the best rock cover band in the United States for your 2011 holiday party for as little as $1,600. This is a steep discount off of their regular rate of $3,500. You can contact them at meetthetrip.com or at the link on our website. You can also find their uh, audio samples and video samples so that you can see how dynamic they are. you got to mention Rocktail Hour to get the discount, though. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you to The Trip for sponsoring us. It's great to finally have a sponsor. Just by way of mention, The Trip does some excellent covers of Led Zeppelin songs, so if you were ever interested in that... Uh, they would certainly be able to uh, provide that kind of entertainment for you. Uh, please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you think we've got this Rocktail Hour wrong, or if you have an interesting Rocktail Hour of your own. 
If you think we're lame, well, just keep that to yourself. Also, please contact us if you want to buy the next round at an upcoming Rocktail Hour by becoming a sponsor. Please visit our Facebook page, if you will, and like us from the Facebook page. And until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on. Rock on.